Today, I want to talk to you about something that I wrestle with all the time. Um, I've actually even made it a four-letter word in our home where it's something that I do not like people telling me to do this particular thing. Welcome to another episode of Truth Talk. Today, I want to talk to you about something that I wrestle with all the time. Um, I've actually even made it a four-letter word in our home where it's something that I do not like people telling me to do this particular thing. Can anybody guess what it is? Um, if you're anything like me, then you automatically know the word is rest. R-E-S-T. It is a four-letter word. I don't like it. Um, it is not something that I am very good at, but it's definitely something that the Lord has been convicting me about, and I want to share some of that with you today. And first, I want to let you know that um, when people have trauma in their past, it is a natural human instinct to try to do things to fill up your mind. So, whether it's a project or a list, you know, whatever whatever works for you, whatever you can get into your mind other than your thoughts of your past, then it just makes things seem easier. So we tend to fill up our lives with busyness. So many people um, associate busyness with their worth. You know, the busier they are, then the more important they must be. But the Bible is very, very clear that it's not just a suggestion to rest. In fact, in the Old Testament, there's like a whole commandment of keeping the Sabbath. Now, we're not going to get into that today, but, but it's very clear that God's serious about rest. In fact, we're going to talk in a minute about how God rested in the Old Testament and gives us an example of that and how Jesus himself rested when he was walking the earth, giving us an example of what to do. But what I want to talk to you about today, the word still means calm and quiet, okay? Now, I have four children. Uh, that is not something that I get a lot in this household, especially with two littles, and those two littles being girls who somehow love to scream all the time. I did not know girls like to scream, but they do. So calm and quiet is something that you have to seek out. So that is something that Jesus taught us to do when he was walking the earth. But calm and quiet, if you think about it, think about having a conversation with someone on the phone. Do you walk into the middle of chaos and have this conversation with them? No, you, you know, you're like, excuse me, and you walk out with your phone and you try to find a place so that, you know, they can hear you and you can hear them. Well, how much more important is it for us when we want to hear from the Lord to find a place of calm and quiet? And so many of us struggle to do that because I know for myself, when I go to a place of calm and quiet, when it is dead silent in this house, which isn't often, but when it is, my mind seems to go to what it thinks about the most. And that is just a natural default to things that have happened to me because I, by nature, am a protector. I want to protect myself from being hurt again. I want to protect my children. 
So I can very easily go to those negative thoughts and feelings. And that's not where God wants our minds. And so I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures that have just really been helpful for me as to um, the instruction from the Lord so that we know it's not just a suggestion, but it is something he actually wants us to do. In Psalms, verse 30, uh, chapter 37, verse 7, it says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Okay, that is a very short verse, but that is a mouthful. Okay, there's two commands there um, that I'm not very good at. I am definitely not good at being still before the Lord. And patience, yeah, that was not one of the lines of virtues that I stood in when God was passing out parts. So, um, I am not patient and I am not still. So, that is one that I need to memorize because that has been convicting me. There is nothing that I am going to miss out on on this planet if I give up my time to be still before the Lord and to wait patiently for Him. That may take me an hour the first time I try it to get still, to really, really focus on the Lord. That might take me an hour, but the more that I do that, the easier that becomes. And God is not going to let me miss out on something because I took extra time to enjoy my relationship with him. So that's the lie of the enemy. There's that whole, what is it called? F uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. I think we are so used to scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or, you know, whatever your social media platform of choice is. I think it is just such an easy default for us to get there because then we see what everybody else is doing and we don't have to focus on ourselves. So, um, again, Psalms 37, 7, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. The second one, and y'all should all know this, um, Psalms 46, 10, be still and know that I am God. That verse is so easy to memorize and it is so profound but yet so many of us just skip right over it in the Bible. Be still. You know, you lost me on still, right? But be still and know that I am God. There is nothing in our world that we are trying to accomplish with all of our busyness that God just literally cannot think of and it falls into place for us. And the Bible is very clear where he says that if we seek first his kingdom, all these other things will be added to us. So I think it's sometimes also a matter of priority. And we are so busy being good moms, being good wives, being good husbands, being good friends, being good ministry leaders, being good business owners, being good workers, being good church members, being good pastors, whatever we're doing. All of those things are very good but I know that the enemy doesn't care what in the world keeps us from our relationship with the Lord, even doing things of the Lord. It doesn't mean that we are abiding in the Lord, and that's where the Lord wants us. He does not need our help to do anything. There are multiple examples in the Bible of that. Obviously, he rained manna from heaven and fed like thousands and thousands of people. So those of us who, you know, help feed the poor or whatever, you know, you do with your ministry time, God doesn't need our help. He lets us help so that we can be part of that blessing. 
but in no way does it take the place of our relationship and our intimacy with him. Not just for our good, that's how he wants it. He designed each one of us with a God-sized hole in our heart. And whatever it is you're trying to put in there to replace that, and, and even if it's all good stuff, it doesn't fit. It's not the same as having that relationship with him. And I will tell you, it is really difficult um, and has been a journey for me to get to the place where, you know, I was even okay to have that word intimacy in relation to God as my father. That was not something that I was interested in at the beginning. I did not want to be intimate or close with a father figure that could ever hurt me again. But God has never done that to me. God has always taken care of me. He has always nurtured me, forgiven me, loved me unconditionally, and he has never left or abandoned me, ever. And so he's a very safe place for me to rest. And I see that with my kids, you know, even my big grown man, adult children, they, when they have been out and they're struggling with something, they will come and get up in the bed and snuggle with me and they fall asleep because they know they're safe. And that is what God wants to be to us. And it is just a place that you cannot find that anywhere else on the earth. And so I just want to encourage you in that. And then just in regards to rest, you know, it talks about in Genesis 2 verse 3 that the day of after the day after the days of creation there were six days of creation that on the seventh day that God rested and then in Genesis 2 3 he calls that day holy okay that is what each of us as Christians should long to be is holy we want to be holy in his sight well that was the day he called holy was the day of rest and I'm not sure we're even able to get to a place of holiness if we just keep doing all this good stuff, but never stop to enjoy our relationship and rest in him. And then also Jesus, you know, he, we all know the story of, you know, when the disciples were on the boat with Jesus and, you know, the crazy storm came. And this is, I believe, in Mark 4, verses 35. And he, you know, they found Jesus asleep on the boat. Okay, well, that's some really good resting because if you fall asleep, you know, you are seriously resting. And and Jesus was doing that and you know, his disciples were freaking out, you know, and so they wake Jesus up and he just speaks to the storm <laughs> and it's gone. And, you know, he, I don't know if he went back to sleep or whatever, but there was, there was no reason for them to be freaking out and Jesus was completely asleep. Well, his power came from the Holy Spirit within him and his time alone with his father. So here you have Jesus who left heaven, came to earth, uh, got in, you know, to this flesh like we have and walked this earth for 33 years to show us what to do. If Jesus has to stop and take the time to rest and to spend time with his father, how much more do we need that? Matthew 14, 23 says, After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Okay, you know, Jesus had just performed an incredible miracle. Most of us 
we want to go to dinner with our friends and like let them tell tell us how fabulous that was and how great we are. Jesus was like, okay, everybody good? And I'm going to spend some time and hang out with my father by myself. Thank you. It's just, it's so different than we think about it um, as, as we're on the earth. And I just, you know, I, I wish, I tell my producer, I, I need a mirror here because I'm, I'm speaking to myself. I got to look into the camera to talk to everybody. But this is so convicting for me because it's so much easier for me to have a bunch of really, really, really good things and to check mark, check mark, check mark everything off my list and go, okay, look at everything I accomplished today. But if none of that was growing closer to the Lord, Every single thing I accomplished, he could have accomplished with a thought. He did not need my help. That's the only person that's making me feel better is myself. And so, for me to please God, I need to live by faith. And by faith, I have to trust what the Word tells me to do. And this is straight out of Scripture, which is what we want to bring you every week, is just biblical truth and why it's so important for us to take the things that we struggle with every day and say, what does scripture say about that? So I just want to encourage you today, whatever you're doing, however busy you are, you know, school's about to start, you know, people are coming back from vacation or trying to get the last vacation in. Just remember that this creator who it is up to him if you take your next breath, that creator, he wants to have a personal, close relationship with you. And it's not accomplished through busyness. It's not accomplished through chaos. It's accomplished through resting in Him. And if you don't know Him, I want to invite you to reach out to us. Our email will be in the notes below or above, depending on what platform you're watching this. Or you can reach out to somebody that you know has a relationship with Him. I promise you it'll be the best decision that you've ever made. And not just for your eternity, but to have abundant life here on this earth. So I just want to encourage you to try, start today, start today. Just take five minutes, start with five minutes and just set aside some time to just focus on you and your Heavenly Father. And I just want to thank you guys so much for joining us again on another episode of Truth Talk. We'll see you again next week.